0: Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force.
1: I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello, welcome back, archivists. Welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah. Didn't we, we, no, we take no. two weeks? Didn't no. we take time off? We took no. last week off. No,
0: because we have two that we're posting. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It has been. See, it's
1: been a while since we've recorded. <laughs> well, okay, time out. Let's start. We can keep that in.
0: You sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all funny. right. So, yeah, Hannah, you're all messed up. There.
1: <laughs> Listen, I already told you guys I'm pregnant, so the pregnancy brain is a little. <laughs> that's a real thing.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, we are back with a genetic genealogy case. The next few are going to be pretty much all genetic genealogy okay. discussion. And this one also involves that company that I had told you guys about, Authram. So I'll post all of that information, too, when we get there, just to remind you guys. But that, that was the private company out of Texas. That does a lot of the genetic mm-hmm. genealogy. They do just a, they do a bunch of advanced DNA technology processes. All right. February 7th, 1974 is when our story is taking place. We're talking about Carla Jan Walker and her murder. She was 17 years old at the time. And on February 7th, her and her boyfriend, Rodney McCoy, had attended their school's Valentine's Day dance at Western Hills High School in Fort Worth, Texas. Carla was a cheerleader and Rodney was the quarterback for the school's football team. After their high school Valentine's Day dance, they went to the bowling alley. They were parked in the parking lot so it's un- unclear on if they were going to actually bowl or if they were just like going there to park and hang out, you know. They were sitting in the car talking when a man approached the car with a gun and pointed it at Rodney and knocked him out. He like hit him over the head. With the gun And knocked him out Rodney recalls waking up with blood coming down his face From his head into his eyes And also having a large cut underneath his eye His girlfriend was nowhere to be seen He immediately goes to Carla's parents' house And the police are called To do an immediate search of the Bowling Alley area Three days later on February 20th, 1974 the The body of Carla Jan Walker was found near Benbrook Lake so that is a a quick summary. We're in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay,
0: and we're in Fort Worth, Texas. Where they was the Bowling Alley, do you know?
1: Western Hills. We're in Fort Worth, Texas. The high school is Western Hills. So they went to the the Bowling Alley wasn't very far from the high school. But okay. wherever Benbrook Lake is. Those were the areas.
0: Okay, so it's it's eight miles, twenty minutes, eight miles away. Okay,
1: he's uh, being, uh, the person, uh, Tarrant County, is what it looks like. Tarrant County, mm-hmm. is that what you found? Or you just found the miles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not very far. I mean, it's the they went from the high school dance to the bowling alley, so they didn't drive very far. Okay. So, police arrive to do an initial search of the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. All they find at the bowling alley is... Now, this is when she's missing, right? So, she's they, she's just been ab- abducted. They find a 22 Ruger magazine in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then they find her purse in the parking lot. And that's about okay. it. That's all that comes out of that initial search. So, like I said, her body was found... February 20th, just three days later. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They were able to find DNA on her bra and some of her other clothing, but the DNA that we end up testing came from her bra specifically. Okay. Uh, According to the medical examiner and the autopsy, she had been injected with morphine. She had been beaten, raped, strangled, and tortured. So the running theory and idea here is that she had been kept alive for those three days and actually... All of that was happening during yeah, the Yeah, morphine.
0: This is, this is like maybe somebody with access to that, probably.
1: Hmm. That did not cross my mind, but yeah. that's uh, that's what you're here for. Is that where you would yeah. immediately go as an investigator? Yeah, that's uh, just what
0: I'm thinking. I want to hear the rest of this so far. So they think she was kept alive for, for three days? the three
1: days, days yeah. So they're, they're th- their theory is that she was alive for the three days and tortured.
0: Oh, Jesus. Yes. So what, what would she die of? What did they say again?
1: Uh, strangulation strangulation yes strangulation okay she had been beaten raped strangled okay beaten, and then injected ra- strangled, okay. with morphine mm-hmm. this, this is uh, the all the evidence that they have initially mm-hmm. right now unlike most of these cases that we talk about whenever we have like these genetic genealogy cases that have been cold for 40 plus years mm-hmm. they usually never had a suspect right away right? right that's usually what happens in this case law enforcement have uh, a pretty good person of interest right away Boyfriend, no,
0: I think he's involved.
1: He woke up with a cut and blood, yeah, really,
0: I don't know, maybe maybe,
1: and immediately went to her parents, yeah, France, right, to tell the police, yeah, you're right, to go search yeah i'm 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 always <laughs> suspect of the boyfriend <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> But to me, maybe it's because right. I know what happens. All <laughs> right. So they had
0: they had a suspect. Who is he?
1: So a gentleman by the name of Glenn Samuel McCurley. He is their initial person of interest. He had recently purchased a twenty two Ruger, which matched the magazine oh, that was found yeah. in the parking lot. And at the time, he was living less than a mile away from where Carla's body was found.
0: How did they get to his name?
1: He they searched through all of the records I was literally just about to get there oh. they searched through all of the records I'm like I know the questions you're gonna ask so uh, I have it in like line. except
0: how, how far is where <laughs> the body was found from yeah okay
1: except that <laughs> one listen they search through, because the most promising lead they have is that gun, right? Because he, mm-hmm. the boyfriend was hit over the head, and he said that the man had a gun. Right. So they go through all of the records of people who had recently bought guns, specifically the twenty two Rugers, and they got to his name. He lived less than a mile okay. away from so where her was, body was found. So do
0: you understand, that was a shot in the dark? And he was a felon. To, to look at who recently bought yes. guns?
1: I uh, I was shocked when yeah. I read that. Yeah, that's,
0: that's just someone saying, hey, go check... See, Especially see in Texas. Yeah, see who recently bought a gun. Do you know how many people probably yeah. have a Ruger? I, I mean, by the way, yeah. how do you get a gun if he's a felon?
1: Uh, which that will uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> All right. you'll get there too. Yeah, you'll get it too? I don't understand okay. how they have a record of it. I, I, there's no specific way, but part of All his right. alibi is going to be that he didn't. His gun was stolen, but uh, he didn't report it because, because he was a felon. Right, because he was an ex-con, so he didn't want to.
0: Because they're going to go. The police are going to go say, "Hey, where's your gun?"
1: Yeah. So there is a record of him having a gun. So I don't know how... of him buying this All gun. Right. So I don't know how. He okay. was able to obtain it. Someone in te- it's Texas was was is Texas the same as it no, I, back in the 70s? You shouldn't
0: be able to get it as a felon. Bottom line. That should pop up.
1: Yeah. So where was that? So he was living less than a mile away from where Carla's body was found. Glenn tells police that his gun had been stolen while he had been out on a fishing trip and he didn't report it because he was a felon. He also goes on to police. He also goes on to tell police that he doesn't even know Carla and couldn't have been involved in her murder.
0: Okay. This is their initial contact with him. Yes, this is
1: uh, the initial conversation. This is their person of interest. Uh, So, I mean, at this time, there's really no evidence against him that they can arrest him. They
0: just have circumstantial stuff that, you know, he lived close and he just recently bought the type of gun.
1: Right. And again, how many people own that kind of gun?
0: But they have the gun, right?
1: They have the magazine. They don't have the gun. they have the magazine. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Over the years, investigators develop a theory that Carlo was murdered by a serial killer because of some similar kidnapping and murder in the area, murders in the area. So that's kind of, when he, when Glenn Samuel McCurley doesn't really work out, that's kind of the working theory that they go with in so, between.
0: So that at some point, they're like, oh, okay, we got to let this guy go. We have nothing to hold him on. Right. Okay. Wow.
1: And then that's kind of where it becomes cold. Because, again, the DNA, is, this is 1974, so... Mm-hmm. Not as right, advanced. so so
0: that's a good point. So they they would not have asked him for DNA at, in those days. Nowadays, if they had a suspect say, "Hey, you gonna give us your DNA?" if they if we already had DNA on the, yeah. on the bride, right? So in those days, they they probably didn't. Yeah, they wouldn't have asked that question.
1: So they they do also believe that it was just a random act and done by someone living now, a normal suburban life. Hold
0: on, let me back up. Now, they could have searched his house, could have asked him for consent to search his house. To, he said, I don't have the gun. Oh, good. Then you don't mind if we come in and look for it?
1: Oh, yeah. I wonder why they didn't. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't think of that either. Yeah.
0: Maybe they did, and he said, no, a few pounds and get a warrant.
1: I feel like I would have read that, though, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I that think would so. have. I feel like that would have come up. So, uh, they, another theory that they have is that it was just a random act. That done by someone living a normal suburban life who did not continue to commit crimes. So, over the years, as they're working this, they don't believe whoever murdered her continued to commit crimes. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, get I that don't know theory. how they. Huh? Yeah, how, do you, how do you get to that? I don't know. I, that's interesting. That's,
0: yeah. I, I'm not sure about that, really. I don't understand what they were thinking.
1: Well, they're correct in that. A little spoiler. They end up being correct. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. The person who murdered so her did, conti- did not go on to commit any more crimes after. But it was a
0: serial killer? No,
1: it wasn't. <laughs> no,
0: because a serial... K- I thought what you said was a serial they killer... They had two
1: different theories. That oh. was Those were the theories. Of, these are the oh. theories that they're working on yeah, over yeah, the okay. years as it's called. Yeah, because a
0: serial killer is not going to stop.
1: Yeah, right. So they uh, r- at first think it's a serial killer, and then they move on to...
0: I gotcha. Okay. It's All someone... Right. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Yeah. It's you fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> also, another piece of evidence that happens right like shortly after, there was no t- date or timeline on when they received this letter, but the uh, law enforcement do receive an anonymous redacted letter that says, Redacted killed Carla Walker in Benbrook. P.S., it is hard to say, but it is true. Now, this wasn't released until 2020. So they held on to this for 47 years it was some anonymous letter that was sent to them and the per whoever sent the letter blocked out like redacted the person's name
0: what do you mean redacted
1: they like blacked it out blocked didn't write uh, it uh, that's uh, what didn't
0: write cuz didn't write it is not redacted
1: there wasn't and everything that i read it just said redacted
0: okay so if they crossed it out with like a marker you can that get you that, can't you can you know? yeah there is science behind that to to get that or if they just wrote a blank. Let
1: me see if there's a picture of it. Because I didn't see a picture of it, but everything. There's kind of a lot
0: of evidence here.
1: More than usual, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially with this letter.
0: All right, this this—this is what year was this that they get the letter?
1: 1974. Okay, it was so the, the same, same year. Yeah, it so was a lot the same. happened
0: right up front. They identified and dismissed one suspect.
1: They don't have a picture and of And then the they letter. came up
0: with two theories. None of this allows them to, to collect DNA because we weren't doing that in, in 75 uh, like we are today. And this letter says blank killed. killed. Okay, so now they, they have stuff to get writing exemplars. Was it handwritten,
1: Hannah? It says, so this says blank killed Carla Walker.
0: Okay, they probably didn't. How is the letter presented? Written? Typed?
1: I'm trying to see if I can find a picture of it. Written, and it is redacted.
0: Oh, that's... So it's written to the detective. Plank killed... What's it name? Carla Walker. Signed 1010.
1: P.S. It is hard to say, but it is true. Signed one oh one one oh o oh o. Okay, it is again. hard to say,
0: but it is true. Mm-hmm. That means that person that wrote that letter and is and that's a postcard.
1: Do you see how that's a postcard? Yeah,
0: I thought it was an envelope. Is oh, re- uh, to yeah. me that looks like a postcard because yeah, no, it, it return right. whatever. But it sounds like that person knows the person that that killed her because it's hard to say. It's hard for me to say that, but it's
1: I feel like this is a woman's handwriting.
0: Yeah, no, I, didn't, I didn't get that really. Yeah. And you're going to get hell for saying that on the podcast. Someone'll someone'll say "Geez, Hannah." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why? That's a thing. Isn't that a legitimate yeah, form I, of I, investigation <clears> that you guys use? I, I
0: think so too. I yeah, I don't think it looks like a woman's handwriting.
1: It's in cursive.
0: Yeah, so that means the, it's somebody. Okay,
1: the, with the sign, 10100, is, looks like a man's handwriting. Looks like your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> the sign, the way he wrote it, they wrote it.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so this might, I feel like that's somebody who's close. It's like someone who does they, they can, cursive. you know, there's handwriting exemplars. I, I don't know what that letter does other than identify a, a witness, you know? Maybe. Right. Maybe the suspect told this person. That's all that does. That like, why write the letter if you're going to redact yeah, it? Yeah, I don't understand that. But yeah. if that's just with the marker, they should be able to...
1: Get it out. That's right. Yeah, what I
0: feel like even then. Okay, all right. Unless
1: the person didn't even write a name and they just, like, right, wrote so it. So we
0: have... what? What? Okay, let's go through all the evidence real quick. Okay, What? We have it right here. Yeah. Oh,
1: DNA. DNA. Found on her uh, clothing. On her clothing. Uh, the autopsy, the medical examiner's report about yeah. being injected with morphine. Yeah. The anonymous redacted letter.
0: Right.
1: Her purse was found in the parking lot the night that they were she uh-huh. was abducted. And then along with the 22 Ruger magazine found in the parking lot.
0: Did they get any?
1: And then uh. the boyfriend was, uh, he's technically a witness. Yeah. But I never read anything that said he was able to give them a description or anything. Okay. He said, what I read is he said it happened all so fast. Yeah. Like it just happened really fast. He was hit over the head before. So he knew did it. they get
0: any fingerprints off of like the magazine or anything?
1: Not that I read either. All
0: right. And but But again, this is being reported
1: as a genetic genealogy right. case, so I think they're right. just gonna be focusing on the DNA. Right. So
0: well that's what I'm saying. So now all these things you can get DNA from. Every damn one of them. So we're yeah. good. We're good. Now in nineteen seventy five. The
1: car, did he open uh, the door? She wouldn't have opened the door. Yeah.
0: Oh, so they didn't get any fingerprints?
1: That's what I'm saying oh I'm just saying like these yeah. are the things that he could they could have gotten fingerprints, but I right. didn't read anything.
0: They could have got fingerprints now. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was probably looked at as being contaminated before they got there because because
1: the boyfriend did g- immediately go to go the go parents to, house yeah. and he drove the yeah, car. Right, yeah, right. So that's so true.
0: OK, but they preserved the evidence. And like so as a
1: parent, would you I, if you weren't doing your job, if you weren't an investigator as yeah. a parent, would you go search the boyfriend's car before you called the cops? And that would, uh, maybe, like, yeah. could a parent do yeah. that and contaminate yeah. evidence yeah. too? I, th- I th- That's what I would do. Yeah.
0: So, okay, but the police did a good pretty good job preserving the evidence then, And this is all going to come to play here shortly, right? Yes. Okay.
1: So it's cold between yep. 74 and 2018.
0: Oh, wow. 2018. What happened this in 2018?
1: I'm going to talk about it. This is kind of cool, I think. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. Well, no,
0: the, the Golden State Killer. That's
1: what I'm about to talk oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2018. Gone Cold, a Texas true crime podcast that covers unsolved homicides and missing persons hosted by Vincent Strange, covered Carla's case, which then prompted her friends and family to reach out to Paul Holes, the DNA of murder producers, and when the case is reopened, a deal is made with them for them to pay for the advanced DNA testing needed to be done. Okay? Who paid for it? Paul Holes and the DNA of murder producers. Who's Paul Holes?
0: Oh, he's the... He's the guy. He just wrote the book. He's the detective. He's the lead. He's the number one cold case detective. He wrote the book and he used the Golden State Killer. Yes. Catcher. Okay, well, yeah,
1: you just took the fun out of it.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, you asked me a question.
1: Well, I was kind of like a It was kind of, like a, rhetoric. the, was kind knew, of a rhetorical I the, question. I knew the answer
0: to it. OK, go ahead. <laughs> it was kind of a rhetorical question. Go ahead. Through your, through your script and tell everybody.
1: Paul Holes is a former cold case investigator for the Contra Costa County D.A., who was credited and instrumental in the April 2018 arrest of Joseph James D'Angelo. He was guest speaker at CrimeCon this year. State killer. Yep. Yes.
0: Okay. So he does what podcast? So
1: he, so he has, his podcast is called the murder squad, but he has a show called the DNA of murder.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: And so it's the producers, him and the producers of that show strike a deal with Carla's family and friends to pay for the advanced DNA technology, genetic genealogy mm-hmm. that they just successfully because
0: he knows that th- he he's probably looking at this saying, "Holy crap, we can get DNA off of all this stuff." Plus, we have a DNA profile too. We have we have a DNA. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I I don't know. I thought that was interesting, and I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, in 2019, officially, because this is the, like all of this is unofficial, right? This is. A former detective who is now like a producer and a a podcast host and the family and another podcast host. These are the ones that are like making the steals, raising the money. Mm -hmm. But what do we know that law enforcement still has to be the one to reopen the case, right? Like we can't really do anything Mm -hmm. unless they reopen. So in 2019, Fort Worth detective Leah Wagner reopened Carla's case with cold case unit detective Jay Bennett. This is when they send DNA found on Carla's clothing to Othram, the private DNA lab that I I mentioned.
0: Oh, so this is a different lab than um, what they normally go...
1: We've talked about Othram before. Othram is specifically Texas.
0: Ah, They're the ones that do that really cool...
1: The really cool um, program where you can upload your DNA profile to their database, and you can also specifically uh like knowingly knowing that the law enforcement are going to use it but you can also donate to specific cases so they That's have a list of op- open Gen cases match, yeah yeah so they have a they their whole thing is like getting the public involved in a positive way mm-hmm. so you really see where your money is going and who you're helping mm-hmm. and then you can like upload immediately to there but they're also a texas, oh, it's can, a texas company oh
0: i remember now Hannah. i'm sorry i posted you, it yeah yeah you can actually go in and click yes. hey send my money to this one yes yeah okay
1: yes okay they they have like a list of their open cases and it it shows you like a picture if they have a picture mm-hmm. and then like a little information about it and you can donate money to it mm-hmm. and you can see how much money they've raised and stuff too mm-hmm. which is really cool but it's in texas so from that a full dna profile is made is gotten is had they now have a full dna profile yeah and obviously they put it through the fbi national database and of course, like in all of these cases, nothing comes nothing back, Nothing comes back. <laughs> which is why we're at genetic well, genealogy.
0: Also, keep in mind, let's go back for a second, that original suspect. He was a felon. So prior to 1974, so they wouldn't if he did not commit another crime mm-hmm. and get caught other than what he was already previously convicted of, he, he would not be in uh, CODIS. So because I remember yep. was it was early 90s, they started doing that. Yes. Nineties, right? Yes. They started collecting DNA from
1: yes convicted. Which again, I say, let's we we should just not our to <laughs> I feel like you're a felon. You don't have a lot of rights left, right?
0: No. If you, you paid your dues, you paid your dues.
1: I thought felons don't usually. No, correct. There's uh, you cannot like carry. You can't, carry vote, a, you can't, a, go- can't
0: b- a weapon. You can't carry a gun, right? So you do lose a few things.
1: So can we put your DNA back in the like? Mm. I know. I know that's that's cutting close into yeah, the Yeah, it's
0: not how it, cuz that's after the fact. The rules are the rules, you know.
1: Yeah, well, we'll and find it, out in a minute why I'm saying this.
0: Yeah, the law, right? But the law you can't there isn't there's a term for it and I can't think of it right now. You can't retroactively say, "Oh, 20 years ago you did this and now the law says that yeah, that true. you so that you can't you can't go back and say, "Well, we're going to we're going to attach the law now." To your crime back in the 70s
1: it makes sense but for the people who murdered other people and have gotten away with it name. for there's 50 plus years yeah, it sucks for, it. for that yeah all right is all i'm saying so dna profile is sent to another private database it's not specified which one mm-hmm. but this is going to be like jed match family tr- like sure, the, all, all of those other ones DNA, yeah right right websites like that that we've talked about already for who do genetic genealogy testing for law enforcement DNA. The DNA profile is found to be a match to three brothers whose last name was McCurley. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the person of interest from the nineteenth from nineteen seventy four that I mentioned? Do you remember his name? No. Glenn Samuel McCurley. McCurley. Yeah. Yeah. So he this DNA matches three brothers with that last name.
0: And and the thing is, so the cops they get this. And they go to the, somebody in the cold case squad goes, hey, that's the guy from 1974, 75, That was our person of interest. 74, yeah. That was our person of interest. Yeah. Okay, now they're going to look and see where he's at. Is he alive? What's going on? Oh, no, well, hold on. There's three brothers, right?
1: There's three brothers, but But, they're obviously going to look back first at that first brother. So it's pretty easy for them to get back Uh, to Glenn Yeah, because he was a person of interest that they spoke to. Let's put him at the top of the list, right? Yes. He bought a gun
0: recently and he lived close to the area. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Um so he was a person of interest so obviously they gravitate towards him. Hey guess what? He's living in the same house that was less than a mile away from where her body was found.
0: Now, I you can't rule out the three bro the two, the brothers, two brothers, right? Because if he was if good point. Uh, if there was a theory that he was keeping her alive, like what what kind of help did he need maybe potentially?
1: Oh, I didn't think of that, but that's a good point. Yeah.
0: But 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 they're gonna not waste their time on that. Right. First again is zero. They're gonna in go straight to him, yeah. And they're like, Oh, he lives in the same house.
1: Same house. So Dumbass. they they go <laughs> he it's yeah. He's he's it's I bet good he has that gun. he's dumb. I
0: bet he has a gun too.
1: They don't talk about that. I don't know okay. if he still has the gun or not. All right. So they go to his house and they get some of his trash.
0: Ooh. So they, they're
1: gonna get his trash to get his DNA. All
0: right.
1: Which you what did you say the other day when I told you that? That that's kind of why is that right? So
0: so again, remember we've talked about this when when the person's drinking the coffee cu- coffee cup and they throw it in the trash, and you have to go go grab it. Well, how do you know like this reasonable doubt? How how do you know it was right. th- They have to have that. You know, I watched him throw this in, or maybe like the example was McDonald's, maybe they had a, a fresh trash bag ready to go or something. Oh yeah yeah. You know, but but if you're just gonna go pull someone's trash because there's certain times that you can pull the trash. You can't go into someone's private property without a warrant to it get has the to trash. Has to be like off the curb. Doesn't it's it? called the curtilage, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's the between the property line and, and the curb. You right. know where you put it out for the for the uh, dump truck, you're abandoning your property, and, and right. you don't need a warrant. And so, like, how many people live in the house? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, or are they gonna? Did, does he live alone? And they say, let's go pull some DNA just to kind of see where we're at on this, just yeah. as a lead. Yeah. And then they say, oh. Maybe. are the other two brothers yeah, involved? Right. And then do they say, oh, it's a match. Okay, we think we have probable cause to go in and get his DNA. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's the only one living in the house, you know, and all this other stuff that adds up. He's the only one living in the house. This is his trash. We found... We found one of his bills in there with his name on it. Mm. We believe that this is his ice cream wrapper that he licked. (laughs) And therefore, we think we have probable cause to go in and get a warrant to collect his DNA. They probably watched him take out the yeah too. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. But, okay.
1: Surveillance. Well...
0: Right, taking out trash, but that, that maybe he had a girl over or something, you know? And yeah.
1: he was married, but it's unclear as on if like he was married at the time of the crime in nineteen seventy four, but I couldn't read find anything that yeah. said that he was still now, married to her not a living. Now,
0: it, it's like it it's good. It's good, but j- yeah. a lawyer can like you have to have that button up. Wow, well, you, know? you have to have that button up. So, okay, what happened?
1: Well, good news is they also go in to talk to him. <laughs> so they go knock on the door to speak to him. they so when I read this, it sounded like they were talking to him in his home.
0: Yeah. But then okay. they
1: also do have a video recording of him in a like. Oh, so they did police. both probably. Yeah. Yeah, they did both. Um, and he, because he's the pretty good lead, like I mentioned, he tells them the same story that he told them in nineteen seventy four. Nothing changed. Oh wow. Yep, he tells them the same exact story. And then he even offers up his DNA. He says, Here, take my DNA. <laughs> He allows them to take his DNA. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's
0: back up. So, did they get DNA from the trash or not?
1: They did, but he also lets them take his DNA. Okay, did they send it to the lab first? No, I think this this was like at the same time, it seemed like. Oh,
0: that doesn't make any sense now.
1: That they talked to him.
0: Why did they go through the trash? okay all
1: right but, but uh, yeah i didn't understand that either because he was a person of interest in 1974 so it would be wouldn't it just be natural for you to just go knock on the door and be like we spoke to you like we reopened this case We yeah, spoke to yeah i just 1974. wasted my breath
0: on a whole scenario that well, I, maybe they <laughs> thought they were gonna do okay yeah, or i i or, couldn't find anything relevant or about case, the trash, Now here's the deal or in case he didn't or say or yes in case he didn't give him the dna right yeah right, yeah right so that was just like the backup you know yeah so they go and so imagine the scenario i just gave you and we verified he lived there because we talked with him yeah. so we will leave we have probable cause to go in get a warrant and and get his dna so yeah. okay now all right i'm back on track
1: so he is feeling pretty good and confident that he left either my theory is that he he thinks that he either didn't leave any dna whatsoever at the scene yeah or that whatever they do have is so minuscule that there's nothing that's gonna connect yeah it's i not don't gonna think be able he's to,
0: thinking that hard about it
1: but he just
0: what do you do for a living
1: this is in 2020 yeah And you're telling me you haven't paid attention to the news the last two years?
0: Yeah, I get you. You're right, you're right. (laughs) To to think. Listen, I'm glad he gave up his DNA. Yeah, so he gives up his DNA.
1: So he gives up his DNA, and they do end up so originally... Where is it? Where am I at? So he tells police that he had been working all day, and that was his alibi. However, that was determined to be a lie. His wife was also uh, out. She wasn't at home. She was out of town the day of the murder. Uh, so that's kind of why they all another reason they didn't arrest him at the time. But so now his alibi is they're breaking that uh-huh. down.
0: So the DNA came back. Yes. Okay. But
1: not only that, he apparently does confess in the video recording that I mentioned. Um, but he will later plead not guilty. Okay. So in the video confession, he says that he was drinking whiskey and beers and driving around Fort Worth the night of the murder mm-hmm. and got, quote, carried away. He says, "I took advantage of her. I guess I choked her to death. I guess I didn't beat her up and all that kind of crap. I'm guilty. I guess for what happened to that little girl." Mm-hmm. Which, like, you were definitely drunk then. If you don't like, <laughs> yeah,
0: we call that an, an admission. So he's, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: They said they called it a confession. So I don't know. If no, that's it's what they were a, going it's
0: with. It, you know, confession is, um, did you strangle her? How did you strangle her? Getting all those details, you um. know, yeah.
1: So he was just, yeah, basically, I was
0: there, and I must have done some- yeah, so he I, says, I guess yeah, a lot, yeah. yeah,
1: so it was really sad, well, so
0: maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it's more of a confession than a m- admission, An admission be like, well, yeah, I was at the bowling alley, but yeah. I was just getting a drink of water,
1: oh, yeah, no, he yeah. says he says, I took advantage of her, I choked okay. her to death, so on september twenty first twenty twenty which Glenn, by the way,
0: only the bad guy would know, why. Nobody else would know how she died. They probably didn't announce it. Oh, you don't think they released it? Yeah.
1: On September 21st, 2020, Glenn Samuel McCurley is arrested. Uh, He originally pleads not guilty, which I was like, but you just on the That happens. Remember, we talked about
0: this. This is why you have to collect the evidence, too, because confessions alone, they can recant. And his lawyer told him, hey, take that crap back.
1: Well, halfway through his trial, he stops the trial and changes his plea to guilty. Because he, they were laying it out. They, apparently, quite a few people testified against him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he just was like, well, I'm not getting out. There's no way that I'm going to come out of this not guilty. So he changes his plea to guilty and is immediately sentenced to life and is D- being held at Tarrant County Jail. So I mentioned how Tarrant old County. was
0: he in 2020?
1: 77. Wow. Unfortunately, Car- Carla's parents uh, have both passed away. Before this happened. But her brother who was only 12 at the time of her murder. Was present. And has been here throughout this whole. Finding. So that is good. That he's been able to see the resolution of his sister's murder at least.
0: So he's in his 30s. 31 or so when he when this happened when he committed. Okay. All right. Yep. So now is he. Is he in jail? So he was sen- yep. sentenced he immediately. Was
1: immediately sentenced to life in prison. And
0: guess what? They collected his DNA when they booked him. <laughs>
1: See, that's what I'm saying. But he's in, he's <laughs> in there for life. So, so he, he legitimately did not commit any crimes. He did leave uh, like a normal. Yeah. Normal, okay. uh, quotation marks. So this, you know. was, this was good I don't know because. good one can kill anyone and then lead a normal life.
0: Yeah. This yeah. has everything. It has confession. It has recant your confession. It has evidence. It has DNA. Uh, it has. Your surveillance, it has trash pulls, it has, this has a little bit of everything. Kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and then he thankfully did confess and mm-hmm. plead guilty. Yeah. Which, I just, at, like at, this late in the, l- I don't understand all of these old men that are pleading not guilty. This late in your life, like, they, they're all in their 70s, right? Mm-hmm. 70s, 80s. And we have all of this DNA against you, this advancement. Why, like, w- why fight it? Why because are you
0: it's the, the burden of proof is on the on the prosecution. You never I know, know what's gonna happen. For that
1: person who who took another person's life, yeah, you are gonna continue they, to live. They don't care. And continue to fight. Like that's crazy to me. They don't care. This late in your life, you've got they to live. They live their whole
0: life with that. They know. They don't care.
1: It's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, I I can't comprehend, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah, I can't right. You are a bad guy. I cannot comprehend why they would want to yeah. live like that. Cool. It's insane. Our prisons are. Pretty soon going to be filled up with mostly 70, 80-year-old men.
0: Yeah, well, then that'll attrit itself automatically because they'll start dying.
1: Yeah. But I'm glad these cases are getting solved. Yeah, no. this is This years. is just
0: always happening now. Uh, like, we can't go too far without finding a, a case like this. And I, I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. I mean, they had the benefit of having, um, you know, th- Detective Holes and, and and, you know, his... This I mean, happened I mean, right at the peak yeah. of
1: like the Golden State yeah, Killer and yeah. him. Yeah.
0: Well plus he did a podcast and he was involved and he said, Hey well, Hey, let's let's get let's get this lab involved. We we know what it costs. So let's
1: it originally started with the Gone Cold podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. they, they did their they did their episode on her mm-hmm. and then the friends and family of Carla said, Let's let's get this yeah, yeah, let's they it inspired them to get it get the ball rolling again. Yeah,
0: because have we talked yet about how much it costs? I think one I think did Mitch Morrissey talk to us about that, like how much it cost roughly? Was was about five 30, grand. 50, oh, five grand a case, maybe? Just to get that. it tested.
1: I think so, but I thought it was more than that. I think remember in one of the cases it was thirty grand that they needed. Well, that
0: was the the army put up thirty grand for the uh for the DNA. There yeah. was another one that they so needed. So I think but there's a totality of it, right? To get the DNA tested, yeah. to have the genealogist yeah. like Manpower hours going through it all. Unless and you have that pro bono yeah. college student yeah. that we oh, talked that's about, right. yeah. then yeah. yeah, it is a yeah. lot of
1: money for our geneticist. But I think
0: just to get the lab to to process and get a profile, I think it's about five grand. I think I thought we had cut touch. All right, well, good.
1: Yep. Yeah. So that one thankfully has our resolution. All right.
0: Well, that's a good one.
1: So that was all for this one. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening. If you are enjoying listening to all of these genetic genealogy we have mostly i think genetic genealogy mm-hmm. it didn't we didn't mean to do that but well, it we just, stepped away it, did some it bank robbery
0: and stuff like that
1: yeah we're trying to do a lot but most of our episodes are genetic mm-hmm. genealogy uh you we have over 50 episodes you can download a binge right now anywhere you listen to your podcasts spotify apple google we stay tuned because we are going to be revisiting our one of our very first few episodes that is one of our most popular episodes mm-hmm. The Girl Scout murders. Yep. Uh, if you guys don't know, Hulu just released a uh, original documentary on it with some more information that I never found in my research. So we're gonna revisit that for you guys also. Uh, so stay tuned for that. You can follow us on Instagram at True Archives Podcast where I post uh, a bunch of different updates and just behind the scenes family life because this is a family podcast still. And we're on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. And we will talk to you guys next week. Later.